What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about a tactic that I've been using recently when it comes to nutrition that's massively helping me maintain my weight, control my appetite, control my energy levels and just generally help me through a period where I'm not able to do huge amounts of exercise. And it's also a tool that I've used a lot with clients as well when it comes to maintaining their weight, dropping their weight, improving their body composition and a good nutritional tactic and that is intermittent fasting. Now this isn't going to be for everybody. However, I think for certain people, this can work really well. And what I want to do on this podcast is explain a little bit about intermittent fasting, how it can be used, some of the benefits of it, some of the drawbacks of it, and if it's something that potentially you can look to bring into your diet or give it at least a try to see whether it's effective. Now, there are hundreds of different diets out there. Intermittent fasting is one that I actually think is a good one, uh, considering there's a lot of crap ones out there. But the underlying principle is always going to be exactly the same, and that is to create a calorie deficit. Now, if for me, example, I'm not trying to be in a deficit, I'm just focusing on maintenance. So it's a little bit different there, but essentially it's just helping me control my calories so I'm hitting the same amount of calories as my calories burning on a day-to-day basis. So I'm maintaining my weight. Obviously, right now I'm not able to do much exercise because I'm in rehab with my chest, so I can't really you know, I can't really walk much, can't really train much. Uh, the reason why I can't walk much is because I've had tendon taken out my leg. So that's kind of limited me a little bit in that area. So for me right now, I'm not going to try and build or lose, build muscle, lose body fat. It would be completely pointless. Like I can't do either. So my best bet right now is just focus on pure maintenance. So intermittent fasting is a great tool for me to be able to use that. Now, when it comes to fat loss, as I said, every single diet works off the exact same parameter. And that is a calorie deficit. Um, you know, whatever, keto, Herbalife, I definitely wouldn't recommend Herbalife. Uh, intermittent fasting, you know, they all do the same thing. They just create a calorie deficit. It's a calorie restriction, which is going to allow you to lose body fat. So there are a few other benefits of intermittent fasting, you know, that go a little bit more scientifically, but the underlying backbone of the diet is the same as everything else, which is a calorie deficit. So you don't need to use it. It's not got a magical thing to it, but it does help for certain people. And there's other certain benefits, which I think can be effective. So what is intermittent fasting? It's very simple. It is a kind of calorie restricted window where you are only allowed to eat your foods during certain periods of time. Now, I wouldn't get too hung up with the period of time. And sometimes people you know, essentially wait till it hits a certain part of the day before they can eat their food. Now, I actually think this is a bad way of looking at intermittent fasting. You want to listen to your body and the signs of your body rather than just wait until it's, you know, 2 p.m. and I'm going to go smash loads of food. You know, that is essentially not a great way to look at it. So really intermittent fasting, it's generally it's about having a schedule. So it's about kind of thinking that I'm going to consume my food between this this window and this window and that's why it can work very well because we're essentially giving ourselves a very easy rule to follow that's why a lot of diets work well because essentially you know you're giving yourself a rule you know key to ketogenic diet even though i'm not a fan of a ketogenic diet it's very simple do not eat carbohydrates everyone can abide by a rule like that which makes it quite an easy diet to follow in some ways obviously it's very restrictive so in other ways it doesn't but this is why intermittent fasting works well because you just give yourself a very simple rule in terms of don't consume food at this time, consume food at this time and this time instead. So most people can follow that because it's very simple. However, I wouldn't get too hung up around the times. As I said, you need to listen to more about your body. You know, you need to think about the actual, your day-to-day life, what's going on in that week and kind of create windows of eating around that rather than just it's 2 p.m. I'm eating, it's 10 p.m. I'm not eating. Typically it is a, a 16, eight fast. So it's typically where we have 16 hours of fasting and then it's normally eight hours of where you're consuming your meals but i wouldn't really be that strict with it to be honest as i said it's not really something that's needed so that is any that's what intermittent fasting is it's essentially just giving yourself those rules so we're just fasting for periods of time and then we're obviously having periods of time where we're consuming food so we're essentially going to be eating less meals during a time frame so it makes it effective for fat loss because it's hard to consume or over consume on calories because 
you just simply don't have as much time, okay? If we think about it, if we start our eating at like 6 a.m. for some people, which they do, or like 8 a.m., which is probably, you know, your standard breakfast time, and then you have your last meal at, say, 8 p.m., you know, you might have a snack before you go to bed or just, you know, when you get into the evening, whatever, that's 12 hours of where you're going to be consuming calories, which is quite a lot. Really, within that time frame, you're going to have at least three meals, probably more like four, you know, a few snacks, potentially some poor food throughout the day for some people. And it just means it's, you know, it's a long time to consume calories. Whereas when we cut it right down, it just means there's less time to overconsume. So you can have bigger meals and get more bang for your buck in your food. Uh, but obviously, you know, there's just less time for you to be able to consume it, which makes it a little bit better. So that's why it's a great tool. Now, for me, the reason why I'm using it is because, you know, right now I'm not able to really exercise that much. I'm not able to do that much, you know, so I'm not really socializing a huge amount at the moment, which sounds a bit lame, but I'm not. Um, you know, I'm living back at the moment with my parents, just just trying to, you know, focus on recovery, focus on business, all that kind of stuff, get back, back up to full health. Um, you know, I'm not exercising much. I'm not doing many steps. I dread to think what my step count has been over these last few weeks because I've not been wearing an aura ring. So I don't know, but I'm probably going to say it's anywhere in the region of say like two to 3,000 because I just haven't been moving around much because as I said, I've had a, a trauma on my leg. So it's not like it's, it's, it's not been easy. So essentially for me, the fasting is effective because my calorie expenditure right now is a lot lower than what it usually is. I'm probably not burning as many calories at rest than what I would have been before when I was exercising, doing lots of steps, training hard, all that kind of stuff, running. You know, so if I if I give myself a lower window of eating food, less time, then it makes it much easier for me to be able to manage my my nutrition throughout the day. If I started eating very early um, and I was kind of used to the similar eating patterns that I was using before, I potentially could leave myself to gain weight quite fast. So for me, my energy demand in the morning is very, very minimal. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing much. I'm just working. So for me to cut my first meal back to say that 12 o'clock and then start eating from 12 till 8, it's just a great tool for me because I don't really get hungry in the morning because I know how to control my appetite, which I'm going to get into a little bit in a minute. So it just gives me a nice break in the morning and I have to worry about foods. Actually, cognitively, I'm performing a lot better, which again is another benefit of intermittent fasting. So I'm able to crack on with a lot of work and then it just means that you know I can then start my eating window later in the day. It also means I'm saving a lot of money on food, <laughs> which is another little benefit. I'm because I'm pushing my meals back, I'm not having some of the food I was consuming before. So, you know, that's why it's working well for me. It just means that for me to control my weight right now, right now, which is, you know, it's more difficult than what it usually is. I'm essentially just giving myself less room for error with over consuming on calories because it's a much smaller eating window. So for me, my typical kind of day right now would look like get up in the morning, consume a lot of water, consume an electrolyte tablet. So I still have an SIS hydration tablet because hydration is extremely important. And a lot of people mistake their hunger for dehydration, which is really common. So I have a lot of water. I probably smash about two to three pints at least of water. You sometimes have a little bit of sugar-free squash in there as well. Get hydrated first thing in the morning. And then after about an hour of waking up, I'll smash a coffee. So I have a black coffee. Uh, generally a pretty strong one. So I have like a double espresso or something like that out of an espresso machine. So it's not like as strong as what you'd be getting if you went to a you know, Costa or something like that, Starbucks, but still relatively strong. Um, and then I'll top that up with some hot water. So I'm having a decent coffee and that generally sorts me out so you know i don't feel hungry this is the thing people are like my mum first said to me when she realized i was eating at 12 o'clock she was like how are you not hungry my my stomach is rumbling like how how are you doing this and there's a lot of science behind it as to why you don't get hungry so anyway that was what i was doing in the morning and then my first meal would be at around midday so again it wouldn't be like slap on midday like today it was about one o'clock because i was working i wasn't hungry and i listened to my body i thought right now's a good time to get food you know, the weekend, I went for a, a Nando's with my brother. 
My first meal was at about half two. So broke the fast at half two with the Nando's, which was fantastic. And ate my Nando's, wasn't even hungry afterwards. You know, so I'm not following it to a real strict pattern of I have to eat at this time. It's just working around my social life, which is pretty minimal at the moment, um, around my work commitments and just generally how it's kind of, you know, how, how that day looks. So essentially, normally breaking my fast at around 12 o'clock to one o'clock. Um, and I'll typically have four eggs, which is what I would usually have for my breakfast. I normally just either scramble them um, uh, in the, in a pan or I just have like one massive fried egg, <laughs> which is uh, which has been one of my go-tos recently. And then I'll just have a couple of slices of bread. Um, so I'll just have two slices of wholemeal bread. Yes, bread, not the food of the devil. It's actually absolutely fine to consume. It doesn't make you fat. And then I'll just have a little bit of olive spread um, and then potentially like a little bit of 50% less ketchup on there as well. So nothing fancy and then a piece of fruit. So I'd like some blueberries or banana or something like that. That's my first meal. So it's generally a high fat meal. It's a high protein meal and it's a kind of moderate carb meal, which is how I would suggest you break your fast. You can even break your fast without having any carbs. But for me, it just feels like at that time, you know, a couple of slices of toast is, is really not that much. So that's how I break it. And then after that, about kind of 3 p.m., I would have a bowl of porridge. So that is an absolute go-to for me. Protein porridge is what I go for. So obviously put a scoop of protein powder in there, um, some frozen berries in there as well, and also some fats. So I have about 25 grams of peanut butter on the side. That's a pretty decent meal. It's probably about 700 calories, 600 calories worth of food. Um, and then after that, I'll have a protein shake probably around sort of 5 p.m., 4 to 5 p.m., and that's just literally a protein shake on its own. And then I have my dinner uh, about 6.30 to 7 p.m., which is different every night. Generally high protein, again, you know, moderate carb, moderate fat, depending on what the food is for that evening. Uh, that's generally how I go about things. And then I normally just have a bowl of cereal before I go to bed. So um bowl of granola or something like that. And, that. and that's me. That's me satisfied. Gets enough protein within my diet. And as I said, it's, it's maintaining my weight very, very well. Like minimal. I'm not even tracking that at the moment, if I'm honest, because I don't feel like I really need to track right now. That's just intuitive eating and it's working incredibly well for me. I'm not gaining any weight or anything like that. Um, still got abs, which is good. <laughs> Haven't lost the abs yet. Um, and that's how I plan to kind of carry going on about this rehab at the moment. Um, I'll probably be using the fasting technique for a long time, only really maybe want to go back to sort of a muscle building journey, which would lead me on to my next point. So a couple of reasons where I probably wouldn't use muscle, <laughs> wouldn't use muscle, uh, I probably wouldn't use fasting. And that would potentially be if I was looking to really build muscle mass. So when it comes to fat loss or when it comes to maintenance of muscles, I think it's absolutely fine to fast. In fact, if anything, I think it's a great tactic for a lot of people. However, when we're really trying to maximize muscle growth, and I really, I mean optimize and really maximize, like you can still build muscle from intermittent fasting. I'm not saying that you can't, but if we really want to optimize it as much as possible, then we need to start thinking about getting protein in every three to four hours. I mean, to start, we need to think about how we're going to get that in, you know, in probably the first part of the day, because what happens is, uh, we have something called muscle protein synthesis, which is essentially how our body builds new muscle mass. That's the process that our body's always going through. And we want to maximize that throughout the day as much as possible. So we're either going to be in an anabolic state or a catabolic state. If we're in an anabolic state, our body promotes anabolism, which means that we're in a positive state, which means our body will be able to build new muscle. If we're in a catabolic state with catabolism, then that means that we're going to essentially be losing muscle. So what we, what we want to do is we want to keep our body in that catabolic state throughout the entire day as much as possible. We want to elevate uh, muscle protein synthesis levels as much as we can because that's how our body is going to be give our body as much of a chance as possible to be able to build new muscle mass so we do that by making sure that we're consuming protein you know relatively early we want to start off that muscle building process nice and early and then consequently throughout the day throughout the morning throughout the afternoon evening we're getting in protein every three to four hours so that keeps it that keeps that level elevated all the time so when we're focusing on fat loss 
if it doesn't really matter as much because we're not really building much muscle anyway. You know, if we want to be absolutely optimal and really focus on that, then yes, maybe eating first thing is a bit better. But to be honest, the biggest focus in fat loss is adherence and fasting can really improve adherence. There's a lot of benefits to fasting, which I'm going to go through in a second. And essentially, as long as you hit your protein intake and as long as you control your calories, then really like you're not going to lose muscle. It's as simple as that. Um, it, you know, are you going to build muscle? But you probably wouldn't have built muscle as much anyway because you're in a calorie deficit. So there's not really much of an advantage to, you know, or a disadvantage to having the fast. Whereas when we're trying to build muscle, as I said, we, we really want to optimize as much as possible. So having protein every three to four hours is going, to, is going to be a lot more beneficial for us. So if you are really focused on trying to build muscle, you're in a calorie surplus, then potentially fasting is not as effective. And also what you need to think about is if you are in a calorie surplus, but chances are your calories are probably going to be reasonably high or they might be higher than the average person or they're gradually increasing over time. So in that in that situation, do you really want to be not consuming food till like midday? Because it's not like we're trying to, calories aren't exactly like scarce here. We've actually got lots of food. So what we want to do is we probably want to try and eat the, eat early. Like when I was eating like 4,000 calories per day, which is what I was eating to gain muscle mass when I was you know really, really active and my metabolism was super high. If I didn't start my eating window to 12 o'clock trying to consume that many calories, like I, I would never have got them in. It just would have been absolutely impossible to consume them across, you know, eight hours, right? So essentially starting early is a little bit better. It's a little bit more effective um, when you're in a calorie surplus and you're really trying to push towards muscle growth. So that's how I would really focus on things. I think for, for, for most people, if your goal is fat loss or your goal is at least maintenance, consider fasting. And there might be a few times where, it, you know, a few situations where it's going to be more beneficial to you. However, um, I think that if you are uh, a muscle builder at the moment and you're really trying to focus on muscle building, then essentially like that's that's maybe a situation to not use fasting. Another situation where fasting may not be beneficial towards yourself, and this is actually probably going to be for a lot of people, would be if you train first thing in the morning. So if you train first thing in the morning, when you have finished your session, I would highly recommend you get protein in straight away. Um, because essentially if you, you know, if you fast in the morning, always train fasted, that's absolutely no issue at all. If you're training at like six, seven o'clock in the morning, you're not going to get food in first thing. So fasting is way more beneficial for you to train on an empty stomach. As long as you have your high protein, high carb meal before you go to bed, then that's going to sit on you overnight, get up in the morning. I'm not going to go through like a full fasted routine, <laughs> but essentially, you know, you could go to the gym, you could train, maybe get some essential amino acids in there or something like that. Um, and then after that, what we need to think about is, that is a point where our body is very, very, very in a, in a very uh, catabolic, anabolic position. So it's it's essentially just been put through a training session. You know, muscle protein synthesis levels have been massively stimulated because you've just trained. Now our body's about to repair. So we need to make sure that we're actually now giving our body like what it needs to stay anabolic. So this is where a protein source is going to be absolutely essential. Um, if you had a protein source, you know, prior to your workout, you've, you've already like elevated muscle protein synthesis levels. So for example, if you weren't training fasted, you don't need access to protein straight away. Like you can quite, you could, I think they say it's about four hours from between when you consumed your pre-workout meal, you can then have your post-workout meal. So for most people, you can get home, you can cook, you can eat after that. However, if you're in a position as to where you've not eaten in the morning and then you've just finished your workout, I always recommend to clients, you know, you need to consume protein relatively quickly. So it's not to say literally like in the locker, protein shake, bang, straight down the throat. Like that's not how it needs to be. But I don't think you should then fast for like three more hours before you consume your first meal because you essentially just trained. You've, you've broken down a lot of muscle tissue and then you've not given your body what it needs essentially then to repair and to, to boost up muscle protein synthesis levels, which is essentially what we want to try and do. 
Um, so if you're in that situation, I would say that you should consume meal one, probably after you've done your training session. So that for some people is going to probably be breakfast time around eight, nine o'clock. Okay. So it's probably not going to be as effective. Um, and I still would say that training early morning is very effective. So I'm not going to say change your routine so that fasting you, so you can fast. I just think, you know, fasting, maybe not the best option for you. Um, or what you can do for some people, what I recommend is essentially maybe have a protein shake. So this is a kind of like a more of a protein modified fast. It's not like a real fast fast, but what you could do is essentially have a protein shake post-workout. So post-workout protein shake goes down, um, lots and lots of water, and then, you know, maybe not consuming then your next meal for another three to four hours or something like that. So you can have a protein shake at like eight, nine o'clock and then leave it and then have a meal you know your first meal at about sort of midday or something like that um probably not going to be as effective because i think as soon as you've kind of broken your fast and you've eaten something you have essentially then start to get a little bit more hungry so you know you do leave yourself a little bit more open but it isn't it is a tool that potentially could be effective for some people so how to go about fasting now what we need to think about here is setting yourself up for success now a lot of people when they wake up out of get out of bed they, they kind of you know, say they're really hungry. Like, how can you fast? You're super hungry in the morning. Like, I, I always feel starving in the morning. Probably not, okay? Like, when you get out of bed, naturally, like, most people aren't hungry. You're dehydrated. So the first thing you need to think about when you're doing a fast is getting hydrated very quickly. That is just to be smashing a ton of water and, as I say, getting some electrolytes down you very quickly. Kind of guarantee that for most people, if you do that, and I mean, you drink, you know, between one to two liters of water in the morning, which I know it sounds like a lot, but really, like, you need to be getting in a lot of water. People, people don't drink enough water in the morning. If you drink that much water you're probably not going to feel hungry because that dehydration will be fixed and that was probably what was causing a lot of your hunger. So you have that and then I would normally wait. So I would then normally go out for a walk. I get some sunlight because sunlight's fantastic in the morning. It wakes you up. It helps your body produce cortisol, which is what we need to wake up. And then essentially after that, I would probably get home and have my first coffee. So I'd have a black coffee, wouldn't have anything in it. I wouldn't even have any milk in it because I think milk technically is some ways going to break your fast. I think just a black coffee is better. And then I would let that sit on you. Now, generally what that's going to do is if you push that first coffee back by about an hour, then your body's going to wake up naturally by producing cortisol. Cortisol levels are then going to start to drop a little bit. Then caffeine is going to come in and it's going to massively boost, you know, up what obviously what caffeine does, which is create energy. It stops our body. It blocks adenosine, which is what uh, the receptor in our brain, which sometimes makes us feel a bit tired. So that's what caffeine's duty is. It comes in, it does that. It's a very powerful stimulant. And that way you're going to then kind of be more awake and be more alert. And also the benefit of caffeine is it suppresses your appetite. So it really stops you from feeling hungry. Like I know if I have a black coffee, like I'm, I'm not going to feel hungry afterwards. I could probably have a couple of black coffees and it would keep me going for a long time. So then essentially like that's going to then like to spur you on to then not really want to eat. Now, a big benefit to fasting is you need to create, create a lot of routine and you need to be busy in the morning. So if you're the sort of person that does fuck all in the morning, and you literally just lounge around, do nothing, you know, you don't have a job that really excites you, you're just sitting around the office, you are going to be hungry, of course you are, because you're bored, it's not because you're hungry, because your body's telling you you're hungry, you are just probably bored, so you're thinking, well, actually, I could just go and eat something right now, so I think with fasting, you need to keep very busy, and to keep your brain very busy, and stimulated, and alert, you know, stay hungry, I think it's sometimes good for our, our bodies to experience that, like, I know in the morning, I, I get a lot done when I'm in a fasted state, I get a lot done, I take something called lion's mane, have caffeine, and that's a qualitative enhancer as well. So I just feel very, very, very good. Now, 
if you stay busy and you have a lot on and you make sure that you're not kind of just, you know, staring at the screen doing nothing, fasting can be very effective. You're not going to get hungry. You're going to be able to push on. And then throughout that morning period, I'll probably just be constantly having lots of water because that's going to keep me nice and hydrated. Potentially have another black coffee. So absolutely no harm in having another black coffee around maybe like 11 o'clock. So that means you'd have had two coffees since you've woken up, which is fine. It's, it's not an issue at all. Caffeine is absolutely fine in moderation. And then that's probably going to take you through to, you know, uh, breaking your fast around that midday point. Um, now, when it comes to breaking your fast, you need to think about here is you don't want to have a meal that's super, super high in carbohydrates, okay? You want to have a meal that's high in protein, that's relatively high in fat, and maybe moderately high in carbohydrates. If you have a massive carby meal, then what this does is it just massively spikes your blood sugar. And when you spike your blood sugar, it then crashes and plummets afterwards, and it just leads to you being very hungry, very tired, and wanting to eat more food. So then you're going to end up probably binging on that fast and just constantly like this but on this pit of just eating food and not really not really filling you up. Like when you break your fast, your blood sugar levels are going to be very, very low. So, you know, you're not going to be in a position as to where you probably feel that hungry, right? So if you were to have a high protein meal and you were to have a higher fat meal with only a moderate amount of carbohydrates, you are not really going to affect your blood sugar levels too much. You're probably going to slightly spike them because you're eating, but it's not going to be massively high, which means that there's not going to be a massive crash afterwards. Okay, and that's going to be a much more effective way of going throughout the day. Then you can have your next meal afterwards and so on and so forth. It's not so it's not so bad. The biggest reason why people get so hungry and have these massive downfalls of energy is because they just constantly spike their blood sugar levels from crap food, loads of refined carbohydrates and shitty cereal, all this kind of stuff. So that then it just drops afterwards and you feel like absolute crap and you have these you know, mid-morning crashes, mid-afternoon crashes. That is just poor quality nutrition that's leading to that. It's poor quality um, you know, ups and downs of blood sugar levels. You're not regulating your your blood sugar or your insulin well at all, which is just a real negative effect to appetite. That's the issue that people have. If you control that, then you are gonna not really feel the hunger pains that people get, and you're gonna be able to fast effectively throughout the morning. The reason why you don't really get hungry in the morning is because, again, your blood sugar levels are very, very, very stable. You are not stimulating blood sugar because you're not consuming food. So actually, your body kind of goes into this like starvation mode where it just like slightly, uh, it'll produce something called glucagon, which is essentially just a way for it to to still give your body energy. So your body's still working from glycogen, but it's not spiking the extent of you feeling super hungry, okay? So you're essentially controlling your blood sugar levels way, way, way better when you're in a fasted state. If you're not producing insulin, then that's actually going to massively facilitate fat loss and muscle growth as well. So that's another benefit you get. As soon as you start producing insulin and your insulin levels are high and spiked throughout the day, that's like shutting off the stores to your fat storage. So again, it's going to be a, it's going to be an issue. So you're not going to you're not going to lose as much body fat. So essentially, fasting can be very effective as well in terms of actually controlling fat loss and, and promoting muscle growth in some in some regions. Um, for that particular reason. So that is kind of how I would go about it. I would fast throughout the morning, drink a lot of water, have a black coffee, um, potentially use an electrolyte supplement or, or, or something like that as well, and then break my fast when I feel like I need to. I wouldn't just break my fast for the sake of it. When I feel like I need to break my fast, I listen into my body, I would then have a mon moderately high protein meal, or a high protein meal, I should say, moderately high fat meal, and then you know moderately kind of medium uh, carbohydrate-based meal, vitamins definitely get some you know some micronutrients in there as well whether that's having a piece of fruit or whatever that is and and then I'd, I'd kind of go on you know throughout the day after that just like slowly kind of having more meals like that really um that's how i would i would kind of go on, on about my fasting now a few other benefits when it comes to fasting to kind of run you guys through so you just get a bit of an idea as to, as to why you know it can be quite an effective tool as i said to you already you do 
control your insulin levels a lot more. Okay, now insulin is essentially going to block our when we produce too much insulin, it's almost going to like block the the access to our fat storage. Okay, so if we have less insulin and we control our insulin levels much better throughout fasting, then we're essentially going to burn more body fat. So our body can so when we're in a fasted state, our body's going to start to attack those fat stores. A little bit more because we're in a fasted state, which can be very effective if we're trying to, you know, really promote fat loss for a calorie deficit. That's what's one reason. Also, there's a, the studies that show that uh, actually by fasting we produce more growth hormone. Okay, so our body starts to produce more hormone growth hormone. Now, for me, actually, right now that's very effective. Another reason why I'm trying fasting because I've seen that that's a potential benefit to doing that. Now, what hormone growth, human growth hormone does is it's, it's essentially how our body repairs. Uh, it's essentially what leads to muscle growth, how our body builds muscle. It's essentially it promotes fat loss as well. So human growth hormone is a great thing. Now for me, obviously right now where I'm trying to grow tendons, I'm trying to grow ligaments, <laughs> I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to heal a lot of my wounds that I've, I've currently, um, you know, I've currently got from stitches. For, for me to potentially produce more growth hormone, and that's, that's obviously going to be a massive benefit, right? So that's another massive benefit that we get from fasting potentially as well. It's also been shown that there's less or it reduces inflammation. Um, it's less oxidative stress from the body. Inflammation is probably one of the biggest killers of people's results. Smashing shit quality food so they have a very poor microbiome, their guts essentially constantly working all the time because it's breaking down crap food, refined carbohydrates, you know, really poor fats. It, it, it just means that you know you're not going to promote fat loss very well if you've got an inflamed gut all the time you're not going to be burning body fat um, and if we can reduce inflammation from fasting which essentially just gives our body a bit of a rest it gives our body a break and a chance to kind of reset in the morning then essentially we're going to control inflammation a lot better as well okay if you think about going back to like our ancestors like fasting was what they did all the time people sometimes think that you know we're in this like deluded deluded mindset that fast you can't you have to have breakfast you know we can't fast like this is a really poor message that's been mixed out. And do you know what? The, the message that that message has come from off the back of, I think it was Kellogg's uh, like managing director or the guy that owned Kellogg's or whatever basically put the message out that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Hmm, interesting that, isn't it? So if you think about where that's come from, that's probably why it's getting pushed out. Essentially, what I'm trying to say here is if you go back to our ancestors and, you know, back when we were in cavemen, we were hunting mammals to, to stay alive. Think about how long... Uh, you know, people weren't eating for back then. There was probably days going past where people weren't eating to then, you know, create, uh, to catch something and then have a massive meal after that, right? This is, this is, our body has been, over time, it's used to fasting. It's not a bad thing. Our body's used to be able to, to, to put, to be put into a fasted state because obviously if we weren't, then our body would die. So it's essentially been made to be able to fast over time anyway, which is why it's not a bad thing when we're doing that to our body because we're just giving it a chance, you know, to regenerate. We're giving it a chance for ourselves to, uh, as, I say, as I said, regenerate. Um, and it just helps us kind of, as it like potentially, you know, actually get our body back to what it's, what it's used to. I've also found as well that it, there is a benefit in terms of cognitive performance. So I feel like you're a lot more switched on when you're hungry. Um, I think that your body's like almost because it feels like, you know, it's almost wanting food, right? Our, our brain's a lot more switched on because it's almost like wanting to, to eat something, right? So essentially, we're going to get a lot more of a spike of of cognitive performance as well, which is something that I've massively seen. There's no doubt about it. When we eat a very big meal and we smash lots of carbohydrates, we feel sluggish. We have poor energy levels because we've just eaten shitloads of food that our body's now digesting. So when we're fasted, we're staying hungry, we're staying alert. And I just think that massively helps as well. It's helped me a lot um, to be able to, you know, get more done in the morning, essentially. So there are some of the benefits. Obviously, there are drawbacks to it as well. I think that, you know, if you're the sort of person that's had food disorders in the past or you struggle with that kind of thing, don't fast. Um, I think if you're young and you listen to this, not that many 
God, not that many young children probably listen to my podcast. Probably not a good idea to fast as well. Equally, maybe if you're a little bit older. I think if you've got something like diabetes, potentially, again, like I think for, for type 2 diabetics, this actually can be a very effective tool to use. Um, you'd have to be a little bit more specific in terms of how you go about it. But potential conditions where, you know, this wouldn't be as effective as well. Potentially, if you're very overweight, then fasting wouldn't be as, as as effective for the sort of average person so it's not to say that it's for everyone but i just saying these are the kind of benefits that i've experienced with fasting and you know it's just kind of like what i would think that for some people it, it could work very very well i think that what we've got to think about as well is that it can just be a, a tool to use for certain events and certain times you know so for example around social events it can be very 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 effective if you know that you've got something on a saturday maybe you've got a barbecue coming up as it's coming into the summer you know just by fasting in the morning and not eating your breakfast pushing back that first meal, drinking lots of water, getting the, getting your steps in and then having a fast and breaking it at around sort of 12, one o'clock with a barbecue. Like that's a really effective way to pull back on calories. Think about the calories you would have saved in the morning, which you would have normally consumed. That's something that I did a lot in the summer. Um, I had a few barbecues. I remember especially kind of coming up to my shoot prep as well. And I would literally just do that exact tool. Um, I literally wouldn't eat in the morning, potentially even go and train as well. And then I'd break my fast uh, after I finished my workout with a, a massive meal whether that's like a barbecue or something like that you know so it's very very effective around social events it doesn't mean it has to be used all the time but if you kind of know that right i've got this coming up in the evening time let's say if i fast till 12 o'clock or two o'clock break my fast with you know some eggs which is like i've just said maybe have like a protein shake around the afternoon maybe have a little snack before i go out like some yogurt or something you know that's maybe like 700 calories worth of food you've consumed let's say for the average person they're eating 2,000 calories per day like you know what most guys probably consuming potentially to be in a calorie deficit like that's a lot of food that you would have saved to then consume in the evening especially as well if you're clever like what we do for our clients at fit lab is we actually build your calories higher at the weekend so we essentially give you more food on saturday which would then mean that you've got even more calories to consume so the fasting has then saved you tons of calories to be able to consume across the evening and if you do it in the correct way as i said you're not going to get these massive hunger pains that people sometimes would associate with not consuming food um in the morning which is what a lot of people think so guys that is my uh i guess to kind of take on fasting giving you a bit of an insight giving you a bit of education around what i know about it what i've experienced on it as well obviously a bit of the science behind it as well um and hopefully it's giving you guys maybe a bit of an understanding as to whether it's something for you to try what i would say with something like this is just give it a try like nutrition is something or diet is something that's going to be different for everyone everyone has got um you know, different stresses, everyone's got a different lifestyle and it depends on what that looks like as to whether different dietary protocols are going to work well for you. So you need to try it out before you, you know, really commit to it. Um, I think that if you've never fasted before, I definitely wouldn't start off by going straight into like a, a 16-8 fast, not consuming from like 2 p.m. I would probably say, right, if you're consuming your breakfast at say 8 o'clock at the moment, maybe just try and push your breakfast back to 10 o'clock, Okay. That's a nice way of starting. If you think, actually, yep, do you know what, that, that feels all right, then maybe like a couple of weeks later, go from 10 to 12 o'clock. Um, then that way, you're just going to slowly get your body used to fasting and not having to, to have food all the time. You're going to get used to being in that fasting state more often. Um, so give it a try. You know, Let me know what you think. If you've got any questions at all around fasting, guys, please let me know. Drop me a message and I'll be more than happy to help. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following future episodes. If you could share on your story and tag me, again, would massively appreciate it. And uh, guys, I will catch you in the next episode.